0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? Welcome in another episode of Believe in Commanders. I'm Anthony Armstrong, the original 13. You see it, uh, new face on the other side, friend of the show. I don't know if he's been on before, but I've been on his podcast a couple of times. We got Mr. Jamal, let them all tell it, uh, on Twitter and the host of the trapper dive podcast he's also knocks out bomb content for hogs haven analyzing the commanders uh went through the scouting academy so he's got he's got some skills but i wanted to pick his brain uh today uh, mo how you doing man listening to the expert here how are you sir
0: Oh Lord Jesus, um, I'm I'm good, man. This is the, the first. I am a first timer, man, a rookie on, on Believe in commanders. But I, I appreciate you. You know, I, I've been tapped in with you for a couple years now, so it's been good just talking ball with you and and, and getting to know Anthony. Uh, the what you say, the OG thirteen, yeah, and the I, original, I, this, yes, and the man. original thirteen, man. So I, I'm doing good today, boss man. I can't complain.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Obviously, we got good things coming up here soon. Uh Thursday's a big deal, and then on this pod, we're gonna just talk about. Just some of the guys you've scouted and, and what you get your take, uh, from where the team is at, sitting here, uh, leading into learn, leaning into training camp. I will right, we'll be here in a second, but first, we got to make sure we hear from our sponsors. We got to talk about the good folks over there at Bet Online, uh, BetOnline.ag. Have you ever been there, Jamal? Um,
0: I'm gonna it's keep my okay mouth shut because, yeah, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because I know it's a sponsor do you think (laughs) understandable
1: (laughs) understandable i get it well i know over here on our show the believe in commander show we're sponsored by the good folks at bet online uh it's your number one spot to go get all of your betting needs and they also have some casino games as well but sport betting needs odds wagers tips just heads up what you need to know on your futures so on and so forth you name the sport they got it mma golf Uh, You see Steph Curry just hit a hole in one and won uh, Mm -hmm. a a whole golf tournament. I mean, the guy can play golf and shoot the three. So you can bet on his golf game. You can bet on his NBA, uh, NHL, MLB. All that stuff is out there. And if you go over there, it's your first time. Use our welcome code. Use our code BLEAV. Get yourself a welcome bonus. That's going to be a 50% welcome bonus for those first timers. Uh, So essentially put in 100. You get an extra 50 on top of that. Um, It's great odds. And I I know this much. I'll, I'll start out with this. Um, doesn't matter where you get get it from, but on Bet Online they had the over under for the Commanders wins this upcoming season at six and a half. Mm. What do you think on that, Jamal? What do you think?
0: Well, you know, uh, given that I am a NFL is my season of gambling. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to sit here and, and stare at like the growth of the team and and say that six and a half is like the under six and a half is the safe side. Um, I think the safer side is over. Um, and i can live with anything under that uh but, but anything over I'm, I'm thinking eight wins nine wins is probably like the floor <laughs> for this team um yeah. if, if if i had to be a little bit real uh but yeah o- over is, is, is probably the easiest thing for me See, i
1: already made that i made that bet a while ago Smart i had my man. little money over there. is parked i don't know the odds probably gonna change over time they may get uh you know where i've locked in some much better odds and they may get a little bit tighter as the season approaches, but uh, as we lean into training camp, we, let's, let's cover one thing first before training camp even starts It's upcoming Thursday. This is the uh, 18th. If you're just now listening or filming this on the 18th, two days from now, there'll be a new uh, group of people in charge, a new face associated with the uh, the front office of this organization of the Washington commanders. How are you going to celebrate seven twenty? Uh.
0: Well, first off, um, a little side note. I'm I'm gonna do this for the for the YouTube audience, man. See this, um, bro. I I, I fractured practice, my foot. Yeah. I I fractured my foot playing flag football. So your boy is housebound for for one of the work one of one of the best moments in in, in Commander or Washington history. I can't really do much of anything. But what I will do <laughs> in the house is take a take a couple drinks. Table take a couple shots for for a celebration, man. Um, I got some some Remy Martin in the house, so. Mm-hmm. Uh that's that's gonna that's gonna save the day for me on uh what Thursday? That's gonna save okay.
1: the day. <laughs> okay, all right. Well I'm sorry that you hurt yourself because I I can tell you I was joking with with the wife and a few other people who are 40 and uh and over. Um I ain't getting out there running no routes, man. I, I gotta I gotta I gotta pick my battles if I'm gonna go play some flag football. I know I got a homie of mine uh is trying to get me on his flag football team. I've been a little bit jealous well, of his championships man. as it's of fun. Man. I know it's fun. I played it before, but I just I ain't trying to come up hurt. That's all. I I don't want to get injured. Don't bounce. I'm about to say
0: the funny thing is, man, that it's crazy. I, I, and people think um, to that point, like I, I was just it was just one of those things where I planned it wrong. I, I yeah. planned it wrong, and 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 there it went it was. I got the uh, Liz Frank fracture. Um oh. so it's yeah, yeah. So I'm Dang. I'm I'm done. We got another season. The beginning of September, I ain't coming back this year. It's, it's
1: nah, man. <laughs> you see how long it takes those athletes to come back from yes. those Liz Franks and whatnot. So take your time, yeah. man. You got plenty of time, a lot of time ahead of you. Um, But let's see here. First and foremost, I want to find out from you who on this offense who is more important on this uh, Commanders offense. Obviously, coming in with the Eric Bieniemy new offensive coordinator, the guy is you know coming with the the largest resume that you could have. Right, Super Bowl rings, working with Patrick Mahomes, working underneath uh, Andy Reid, and working with Andy Reid for over a decade. Who's more important to this offense? Is it the offensive line or Eric Bieniemy?
0: Um, I actually think that's a that's an excellent question because it, it usually came down to quarterback, O line, or Bieniemy in, in that type of equation. But when you think about um, just the the background of of what this offensive line has been under Ron Rivera, um, it it's regressed. From a from a year by year perspective, like you obviously started out with um, the start in twenty twenty before transactions happened. You had Trent Williams. Um, obviously context is important, but tr- uh, roster wise, you had Trent Williams, Morgan Moses, Brandon Sheriff. Um, Chase Ruiet was on your roster as well. Left guard was an open spot. You had to figure that spot out. Um, but four years later, let's fast forward to the left guard spot. You're still trying to figure that out. Mm. Um, you have an open competition uh, right now with. Um, uh, Chris Paul your second year player and obviously Sadiq Charles who at this point um, they have a lot of faith in but he hasn't really come to fruition uh, in their eyes so he has to really prove himself in this year as well uh, but mm-hmm. then you move around from the center spot unfortunate injuries with Rulia Rur- has a, a rotation that is uh, pretty unfavorable for Washington um, and, and unstable in that sense and you just move along the, the, the most solid person has been um, Charles Leno and for Charles Leno, you don't want – he's an above-average left tackle. I tell people this all the time. I think it's very unfortunate that he has so much criticism online um, yeah. when you think about like his name and the, 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 the opinions associated with him. Um, but if he's an above-average left tackle, uh, you don't want him being your best offensive lineman at all. Like You need better than that. Um, so I say all this to say when you think about – what this offensive line looks like, even with Andrew Andrew Wiley coming along and Sam Cosby being kicked inside, you just can't trust these guys. Like not yet until you see more. And for for me, I'm looking at an offense that really needs Eric Bieniemy to understand who he's working with. Um, and I think that he's probably going to be the most important out of these guys. Um, because at the very least, how are you scheming up uh some situations that allows your quarterback to get the ball out of his hands quicker? Or how are you allowing uh the, the misdirections, um, the things that you learned under Andy Reid that you mentioned, uh, Anthony? Like, how are you allowing these uh, aggressive defenses or people who's gonna try and pin their ears back on Sam Howe? How do you counter that? How do you make things favorable for your offense? How do you make things favorable for your playmakers who can get the ball quick, uh, get the get the ball in their hands quicker? Um, those are question marks that I think uh if you can't really trust your offensive line as of July 18th, 2023, trying to play things out. I'm sitting here looking at Eric Biennium saying he has to at least have a game plan going in that if I trust these guys down the line, that's one thing. But right now I'm not even going to risk it. I want Sam Howell to be as efficient as possible. Let's see what we can do. Um, And I think that starts with Eric Biennium.
1: Okay. All right. So it's it's a a little bit of give or take. And I I purposely left Sam Howell out because I think everybody wants to say, oh, it's got to be a quarterback. Um, But the way I look at the quarterback position, you you do have Sam who's who's a, a red shirted rookie. I'll give him that one start and had the whole season to learn, but he's in a great situation. In my opinion, he's got a, a veteran behind him in Jacoby Brissett um, who who understands what it means to be the second, you know, I mean, he started in Cleveland the whole entire year, knowing he was going to have the spot taken from him whenever Deshaun Watson came back from his, uh, his suspension. And then you look at having Eric be enemy. I mean, if I'm saying how I'm a sponge, right? Like you yeah. tell me to throw it, with my eyes closed in two seconds, oh, that's fine. I'm that's fine. I'm just doing whatever you tell me to do. Um, I love the fact that he's already been watching tape. Uh, but I'm with you on that offensive line. And one of the biggest things I'm paying attention to is just what lineups are they gonna go go with? You know, training camps around. They got a whole bunch of options. You you, you were mentioning how uh, nobody likes to talk about O line play. Well, I do. I want to talk about it. Here we go. Let's uh, talk about yeah,
0: it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> two a receiver talking about O-line. Um, but I mean you talk about a Ricky Stromberg, a Braden Daniels. Do you do you think any of those guys could potentially make a make a break into this lineup barring if nobody's getting injured? Do you mm-hmm. think those two guys can get in one of those two guys gets in uh in the rotation?
0: I, I think Ricky Ricky has the, the, the biggest potential to do so. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will say, and this is credit to uh Linnell Willingham, uh, my boy, uh, he he, he works over at 1067. He, he's been to some of the, the practices. So I, I have to at least acknowledge this. Um, that he did mention that Ricky is a little smaller. He, or not even a little, he just said Ricky is smaller in person. So I think like the play strength thing is a is a actual something that you should monitor during the camps um in, in terms of how he's gonna be able to anchor, how he's gonna be able to hold his point of attack. Um, but I think that is something where if, if he's showing that he's able to sustain, um, they really have to think about what they're going to do with Nick Gates and the left guard position. Like Nick Gates has played left guard for a good portion of his career, but the coaching staff is adamant that he's playing center. Um, sure. Like your opinion and your decision is your decision as a coach. Um, I can't be the one to tell you you're wrong, but I can say why draft the third round center, who has shown, from his standpoint, that he's one of the smartest players? I call him a, a, a playmaker. Like, and and he was the first person on the offensive line where I sit here and look at that. That I, I've used that word for a non-skilled uh, position. Like, he understands angles. He understands how to climb up to the second level. He understands the timing in the screen game. He understands how to how to make these blocks in open field. It's not as simple as just running your man down. Like, he's very controlled at the point of attack. Um, but then in the zone zone run scheme, like you just understand what you what he can bring um in terms of working with the combo, uh, the guards and stuff like that in your combos and, and even double teams at that. And he has a mean streak. Like yeah. I don't want to keep that person on the sideline. I, yeah. I need to find a way to get him on the field. And if he shows what he can do in training camp in terms of being able to compete at a high level against the ones and twos, and and then move forward to uh, to the actual preseason games, we're talking about a person who needs to find a way to either be at left guard or center um and i would actually prefer kicking lift uh nick gates to left guard because yeah. what's to really stop if you're going to put him at center what's to really stop nick gates from helping out uh helping out his center in the yeah. game
1: oh yeah like, that's still a communication
0: standpoint exactly so like there is really no harm in thinking about ricky stromberg having this opportunity at center if he shows that he can compete with the ones and twos um mm-hmm. give him that opportunity and, and find a way to have your best five out there
1: yeah i like that that i i it's, it's always interesting to see. And when you mention him being uh, Stromberg, being a smaller, uh, smaller guy, I think of, I think of a player like Corey Lichtensteiger. He was a, he was yeah. there, played, played inside lineman. he played both guards. He'd pop into He's like center. He
0: like 290-something, right?
1: Yeah, 290. Wasn't, wasn't very tall, but he understood mm. point of attack, understood leverage and how to take, take a side away. And, you know, you mentioned having a mean streak is one thing and, and being able to brute just to force overpower somebody um, they don't they're not necessarily one in the same right they're not one in the same you don't have to just have brute strength to power somebody but understanding angles setting and setting your hips and, and being lower than the man across from you just long enough is all you need uh, for guys in this league to get yeah. going and uh, seeing a lot of the tape from Kansas City I watched the Kansas City and Jacksonville game there was a yeah. lot of zone scheme and that offensive line was able to push that Jaguars defensive line a little bit and Dude, that that line, even though Patrick Mahomes was running around a lot, they only mm-hmm. gave up 26 sacks all year. All right, 26 sacks compared to 40 some odd for the commander. So, uh, and I don't even know if that old line in 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 uh, in Kansas City is that much better than what you know uh, is in Washington. Pat is a wizard. Frankly.
0: We know that. <laughs> yeah. Pat is definitely he, a wizard
1: back there. He is a wizard. I, I was looking and I was like, man, uh, people getting ran around and getting pushed. You know, I mean, they only ran for mm-hmm. 1,900 yards. So you know, I don't think you're going to necessarily see a big jump in running numbers, but uh, hopefully, play calling. I think play calling is going to help Sam um, and and take a little bit of pressure off this offensive line. But if it's a drop back fifty times a game type of thing, that's not the type of situation that we want to be to. Uh, so be let, in here,
0: let's ask. A, I want to ask you a question, man. Um, so, like, as far as you know, um, when when you have offenses, and I think this is a, a nuanced thing for for maybe that I've come to learn as I started watching these things, like there are certain offensive linemen who are capable of, of holding like a, uh, or pass protecting for like a, a three step drop or five step drop or a seven step drop. In. And for, for what seems like the enemy's offense um, I would ask you in terms of the offense that you played in and comparatively speaking to what you saw um when the Kansas city games, um what it may be too, uh, too, too, too far out. I don't know, but like, what, what did you see, in terms of like how how many or the consistent amount of drops that Pat Mahomes was taking in that offense in Kansas City, uh, I know you said you only mentioned the Jaguars game, but um, I think the reason why that's important is because there's certain people like I would think about Charles Leno against the Giants, um, the second game against the Giants where Kayvon Thibodeau had a sack in the end zone, obviously, yeah. and and I think that was probably well he got even though he got beat immediately. <laughs> but that was probably like a a a a five step like it was a longer job i don't think it was three steps um and to that point i think that's also something to consider as well with an offensive line um it they may not be as good but i think the enemy can factor that into like what do we want to emphasize in this offense and it kind of goes into the quick passing game um in a philosophical approach but those those type of things are also important too in terms of what type of Offense, do you want to be from a pass game standpoint?
1: Yeah. Um, It's funny you mentioned I was talking with another gentleman yesterday, kind of in the same breath, where offenses back when I was doing it, you know, Shanahan offense was definitely big zone scheme stretches, and you're going to try to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. uh, And then eventually you'll end up breaking one of those runs and you still put up some passing yards. But this, that one game, Kansas City didn't reach, didn't go downfield as much. They actually spent a lot of time in a three tight end set. And they really were finding ways to get the ball out on the edge to their playmakers quickly. Right, very few times did they actually shoot the ball downfield. Uh, the Jaguars took a couple of shots. Patrick Mahomes was was actually controlled and read a whole article about how last season was his best season as a quarterback, being able to spread the ball around not only to different players but different parts of the field. So if you take that that idea of of saying, hey, we're going to get the ball to Curtis Samuel out here on a quick screen or quickly into the flat. That, that is a toss play in a sense, right? So that'll quickly come up and you shouldn't have any issues, uh, essentially one step drop throwing the ball out there. Um, so th- the, the game has definitely changed. I'm watching the way receivers yeah. run routes, right? Like people are trying to get open in three yards and, and the ball is delivered at that point. People aren't running deep routes like they used to, very rarely. So um, the play calling I, I think is going to improve because looking at the Dallas game, Sam Howell's first start, uh, obviously, the second game against Dallas, there was some bad play calls. There was a good play call, and then you backdoor it with some crap. Um, and I, I would like to think that Eric Bieniemy is going to be able to stack a couple of, you know, two or three good plays in a row. Sam's shown to make good decisions, right? So everybody's like, oh, he's a young quarterback. Forget that. He he, he makes good decisions with the football. Um, now just making sure he's, he's going to have guys that can get open. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a top, top eight receiving core. You pick what, what spot top 10. I think they probably fall eight, seven or eight somewhere in there, uh, but they can get open versus man coverage. So he's going to have opportunities mm-hmm. to to deliver the football. And, and I think people are going to be really surprised uh, in, in my opinion. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: I, I, I agree. Um, and, and that's one of the things where I look at Jahan Dawson um, in year two and and seeing what he was able to do and as a as a rookie just even out the gates like um i i remember the first game and i i don't know why i never followed the notes throughout the season um but like how he was able to understand like leverage off the rip um understanding how to attack uh it was like a couple instances where he he knew off rip like when the the cornerback changes his, uh his technique uh from pre-snap to post-snap Understanding how to attack the blind spots and, and, and getting open at the snap of a finger, um, and then obviously obviously making plays at the the catch point, um, just just what he was able to do, uh, from a a whole tool set standpoint, and even after the catch, the Giants game, the first Giants game where he's making defenders miss to, to get in the end zone for his team where they were struggling all day to, to, to get in the end zone, um, like the things that he was able to bring from a from a a whole receiver package standpoint as a rookie, um, I, I don't it's hard to sit here and say uh, a player like that coming into the to the league as a rookie where he didn't have a lot of hype behind his name from a, a national standpoint. It's hard to see a regression from somebody like that, knowing that he was talented and had a toolbox from the get go, even at Penn state, like you saw every single thing that he did as a rookie. You saw that Penn state and, and he's just this, he's just as competitive on the next level. I, I can't wait to see what his year two looks like.
1: Yeah. Jahan Dotson really impressed me. Um, Like you said, unheralded coming out, and when you just watch the tape on him, like this guy can really do it all. I mean, he he came out with five hundred some odd yards receiving, seven touchdowns, um, and he missed what four or five games. So
0: led the league in touchdowns as a rookie before he got hurt, and like that, yeah. And then he led the he led the league a couple weeks after he got hurt too. Like it took a while for somebody to top top his number, but it was crazy.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you have to imagine if he's able to stay on the field, if he's healthy, I mean, that you he, probably have 2,000-yard receivers in him and Terry, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, to for and, and thinking about it like this, shoot, Jahan is probably one of the better uh, complementary receivers that Terry's had to been been able to work with. Nope. And he's, there's no been a question. few other names. been I mean, a few names that have come through there, but they haven't really been able to take, uh, I won't say take attention, but actually have the productivity. That's the key you got to be productive over there because if you looking like okay uno over there gonna gonna route us up maybe we can't always lean over to terry but once you try to flip that safety terry gonna bomb y'all so uh sam being able to read that out is gonna be big
0: and and i think just to add to to the terry part i think all of that is 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 even more important when you knew for at least let's say two years um 2020 and 2021 so how to Heading into the 2022 season, you knew that Terry was this. Um, he was like a 1B in the sense, but you needed somebody to pair with him like for that time. And he never had for, for the three years that he was that he was there at the time, he just never had that help. Like, sure, you had the names as you mentioned. We don't have to go past that. I think Cam Sands was probably his biggest, the biggest help he's ever had in terms mm-hmm. of uh the, the receiving core. And uh that still wasn't, I mean, as much as I really like Cam, that still wasn't good enough. And, and now you have that that second person to really take things over the top um and then you have Curtis Samuel, who can well i, well, I think he can work all three levels he's he's most effective on the first level <laughs> just yep. find a way to get him the ball as quick as possible
1: yep. see where things yep. go yep and i think they're i'm I with you man top guys, eight top eight they gotta be they gotta be top eight i mean <laughs> people you're running out there I, in no particular order i mean i think yeah. that you got cincinnati um, you know, LA, that's the, the to chargers Dallas. comes into mind. Um, the Eagles come to mind and frankly, I feel like that's a big two. And then you kind of have to, you know, figure out who the third is. Um, Dallas has a pretty good trio of receivers. So you'd have to assume that those other guys are going to play well. But I mean, Washington has a set of guys. Now they have a set uh, of guys. Um, uh, should we talk about man. pass catchers? Uh, here I got Jamal over here. Let them all tell it. Um, Pass catchers wise, who 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 else is gonna come out of the tight end room? I mean, you know, you you had injury to Armani Rogers. Um, you know, you would think this offense is gonna be tight end friendly. Is is a Cole Turner gonna show up out of there? What what do you think out of the tight end room? They need to go get somebody else. What do you think?
0: Um, so let's actually answer the last question first. Um, I think the time to get somebody was gonna be before the 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 june and july break like i, I think mm-hmm. that's the time was to probably do it during the draft um if they were going to go that route uh, i think that washington and actually similar to the running back position um which they ended up doing they ended up getting uh rodriguez um but to that point because obviously kareem hunt has been a conversation for whatever reason um and even mm-hmm. dalvin cook but for tight end um i, I think they decided to, to go in there with armani and And Cole and and Logan and John because they really believed in their younger group and and I think that's a trend with um, Rivera they they tend to 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 lean on these younger guys more and and trust the the way that they're able to coach and develop these guys and 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 I don't think that's always a bad thing uh, but I, I think one of the things in the gray areas that that really hurts them sometimes at certain positions not necessarily like every single time that they decide to go this route, but sometimes you miss on the talent that's right there in front of you in the free agency pool, or that's available for trade. Um Whether or not you want to take that route, obviously they chose several times not to do that. But I think that's the only gray area when you choose not to, to, or when you choose to develop these younger guys. And uh what you have is a, a tight end group who really brings even more uncertainty in year two. Um I like Curtis, Curtis Hodges from an athletic standpoint, but I really loved Armani Rogers' potential. Um, because I was able to see that actually in person through training camp and, and even mini camps. Like I, I knew that I knew what he was capable of. Um, when I was confusing him for Curtis Hodges. I was like, mm. I'm sitting here looking at Armani thinking it was Curtis. And I'm like, yo, this I'm looking at this, the number, the roster. I'm like, yo, this dude is going like he's he's cooking these guys. And yeah. then somebody said, Yo, that's Armani. I said, Oh. So I started, I started, like, okay. I started looking at Armani, I started following. Everything that he was doing on the field, every single time that I was able to go out to the practices, um, and, and to that point, like they, I can see why you like Armani and I can see why you ride with your younger tight ends, he gets hurt. Yeah, so now you have Cole Turner, who had missed seven games as a rookie, um, but in those 10 games that he was available, um, you know, he showed what he was able to do as a, as a, as a, as a, as a tight end, uh, a receiver, um, mm-hmm. some of the ways that he was able to, to really create separation was different from how logan's able to really win at the catch point you're not going to see logan (laughs) you're not going to see logan break somebody down through his route running uh you're not really going to see him separate through speed uh if if he does have somebody on his hip Uh, you're not going to see him separate from that from that instance but you are going to see somebody with a a large catch radius a person who can get up and get it um in any instance but he also knows his zone coverages his own holes and knows how to break through those cole turner is a guy who has shown through my side and my, my my study, like he's able to really understand the zone coverages as well. But not only that, he knows how to manipulate DBs uh through their leverage and things like that. Mm. And I think that's something that's different because you get a person who's a little bit quicker and who has a a, a receiving background, he can do a little bit more for you at that tight end room. So yeah. these guys that they're banking potential on in terms of like the pass catchers, I like. I like Cole. I really like Cole, but I have a hard time believing that Logan Thomas, who I'm okay with, but like the way that they're like trying to tell us that he's back, I, I have a hard time believing in that. I can see a, yeah. a really good season in in Logan Thomas if you're talking about uh, we're talking about like 500 yards and in five or six red zone touchdowns. Like I, I can see that yeah. happening for Logan, but that's as far as it goes for him. Cole Turner is the guy who I think has really higher potential if the enemy decide decides to invest in him. Like that is that is yeah. something where I think that's the that's the person whose name is gonna is gonna ring ring bells throughout the season if if things go right, yeah. um, and if he he's able to get utilized because the way they were underutilized last season, even the year before that under Scott Turner, like yeah. that's that's egregious. You can't allow that to happen at all ever again. Can't do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so there's so many unwritten, um, just unwritten stories, untold stories about what's going to happen and what's going to unfold. Obviously, everybody looks back at I'm looking back at the Chiefs trying to get an idea. uh, But shoot, the enemy may walk in there and have his own set of spices that he wants to use on on the offense. But uh, definitely, I think we both agree. I think most of the DMV expect to see some sort of improvement from that offensive unit but uh i got one last question for you i right? even though that you can't celebrate on this thursday <laughs> what is one thing the number one thing that you're looking for you're hoping that the josh harris led group is going to address when they take over the team and they may maybe that happened day one but there's something that they say hey this is what we're trying to get done
0: that is a tough question for me because I, I am, I have really, I've, I've been in this space where like, it's, it's been all football. So it's like the, the winning product matters. So how can, how can we transfer that to, from an ownership standpoint? I, I think, um, so let's, let me paint a picture and maybe somebody else can, I, I'll throw the hoop up and maybe somebody that's listening or watching can, can dunk it, but like have right. some incentives for us, trying to come to the game. Like I I remember um, when you were playing, matter of fact, was it that, was it that year? No, I think it was 07. Um, It was 07 for sure. It was 07. So I remember going to like two or three home games in 07. And like, I, we didn't go to a lot of games, but when we went, like we were, my family and I, we were going around the times where like these stadiums were stupid packed and, and like, It wasn't about who else was playing that day. It was all about I'm about to show up to this uh, show up to this game or Washington. I don't know if we say game. I said it. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna show up to this Washington game and like I don't care about anything else going on for the next three hours. I'm locked in. I'm about to get my food. Uh, The older people because I was younger, I was underage. They about to get their drinks. They about to get their alcohol, and we're about to make sure that no away opponent is going to walk out of here knowing that uh these guys it was a cakewalk like everything was difficult everybody was cheering everybody wasn't just sitting around and hoping like waiting for that shooter to drop like oh we lost like everybody knew that they had a chance of winning when you went into fedex field so i think for josh harris and the new ownership group if you can find a way to have some incentives for the fans coming into the game now i know um, there, the ticket sales people on Twitter, like they do a good job of promoting and, and, and having those type of things and those themes and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, I think you can dig a little bit deeper Um, because there are some people, there's groups out there who say that they're not coming to a game just yet. But when that new ownership takes over yeah. and you see a team who's throwing it out there, possibly maybe five and one, I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but like a, a really good team off out the gate, capitalize mm-hmm. on that momentum, like find a way for us to get there. And find a way for us to sustain that um by any means. Um, so Josh, that, that's all I need, man. Find a way, find a way to keep winning and sustain that winning.
1: He said, just win at all costs. Just, man. Win, not man. Be, just not, win. Not the Raiders, just win, baby, but win at all costs. Just you win, right
0: man. That's all I need.
1: I I I can say this on field performance, I think, is 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 paramount. That's like your one-year goal, two-year goal. You start winning straight away. Um, I know personally, I would, I would like to see them try to find a way to get the stadium down in D.C. I think it, uh, a return to RFK would be a vibe. I've thrown around the idea of just playing like uh, one or two games. That's it. Play play Dallas in, see, in yeah. RFK. You know what I mean? And then that way you can kind of slowly bring the transition to wherever the hell you're going to be. But at least start, you know, putting some some out there like that. That's what I'm like to see.
0: Well, a couple of things. Um I did I I thought about other other I mean, I think stadiums and, and, and in game experience as well is important. Um now RFK, I don't know when the last time you've been to DC, but it's been a minute. Yep. Um hopefully it's still up because I know you said you're gonna be around soon. Um you're gonna be at training camp. So uh Look, take a visit to RFK and, and see what that thing looks like. Cause <laughs> when you get there, you're like, "Look, if if anything, they just need to build a stadium there. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, build a man.
0: stadium there, if anything, pictures. man. Um, but I do think that's a really good idea. If you can't, if you can't do, uh, is that even possible? I hope it's possible. But like, if you can't do like an actual stadium in DC, like find a way to 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 get a, a game or two. In the city neutral, um neutral yeah, that's not a ba- that's a really good idea
1: i mean you know i i know there's a lot of money involved and, and I, it, ain't, it ain't coming out of my pocket to get it done but uh I, I feel like i would much rather have them have a couple games down in dc rather than trying to be way out Woodbridge. you know what i mean
0: yeah Um, Woodbridge is a no-go. That's that's an hour. That's an hour and fifteen minutes away from where the current stadium is. And while most of Commanders fans statistically are in the on the VA side now, I'm telling you that DC or or current location people would love would rather go there than 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 deeper into to Virginia. Um, I'm telling I'm telling you that right now, and I I don't need no stats to back it up. I I know that I know that from the area. I,
1: be, I believe.
0: Like I believe. all right No Woodbridge. No. What's the other one? Dumfries. Like no. Dumfries, stay away. Man. Stay away from that stuff, man. Try
1: to, try to keep it up where you at, man. Take care of your people up close, but man. Yeah. Jamal, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you. Appreciate you being so you used, on the you used to try, yeah. I'm used to being on the other, on the other side of the uh-huh. thing man. Let, let the good people know where they can follow. you
0: Absolutely, man. I, I appreciate you, and it's always good to chop it up with you as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at let tell it. Um, if you're watching on uh YouTube, you see the handle in the, um, in this, the overlay, uh, you can also find all of the Trapper dive content um, on Trapper dive YouTube channel or Trapper dive on all your podcast platforms, man. It's really as simple as that, man. Appreciate you big dog.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know I would, I would catch this Trapper dive, Pod, I think he uh at least during the season you were doing that like early bird and like start the morning out, a little coffee. Milk yeah, the commander's, commanders morning talk. show,
0: man. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: Commander's morning show had me watching Twitch early in the morning. Uh but, <laughs> you know what's but great? That I was so new for
0: it. me. That was yeah. that was so new for me, man. And and, and the schedule allowed it. And, and I pray that I can get one time a week. I'm an auditor. That's I'm not yeah. gonna go deep into that, but when you when you change teams, schedules change. So uh, sure. fingers crossed, I can get at least one out of the week um but we'll see where that goes man I, I hope to be back this year
1: already already man hey just like i said earlier on in this thing folks, y'all make sure you go over to betonline.ag use our code believe uh, for your 50 percent welcome bonus there's plenty of new bets out there player performance bonuses uh not bonuses those are what you get when you play but they have different odds now who's going to win offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year a lot of fun things that you go ahead and put a little wager on uh, check us out, believe commanders on all social media platforms Twitter, Instagram, well, not all Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. That's it. You we know, I mean ain't on the Facebook, and, and I ain't dancing on TikTok either. So, uh, straight football talk all hey, man, the time. I need you. Hey, man, you never know. I don't know. Keep the duggy <laughs> into the field. Uh, look here, folks. Y'all also do this. Check us out on TuneIn Radio, XM Stadium, all your favorite streaming platforms. Uh, for Mr. Paul, uh, Mr. Let them all tell it. I'm Anthony Armstrong, and this has been another episode of the Believe in Commander show. Y'all set the standard. Be easy. See y'all next time.